podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 55. This week we are joined by Snappy First to talk about one of his work stories, our Patreon, our new Discord, uh, the Avengers movie, Batman, Game of Thrones, Honeysuckles, welfare fraud case, vaccines, a little politics, the PlayStation 5, toilet paper preference, pizza place story, and then Koopy comes on to talk about our versus our um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Sex in the City, Books with Koopy, our monthly Koopy book talk, and then a little bit of talk about wine. Hope you enjoy it. Um, it's not the worst thing ever. Let everybody know if you like it. Peace. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. How's life been, man? Man, it's been interesting. All kinds of ran into J Mac. Oh, he comes up all the time on this podcast, way more often than a lot of people have never been well, on this podcast. Well, he just like nonchalantly hit me up on Facebook, got my number, like, hey, I'm starting third shift at Dart. Oh, so he works with you now. That's cool. Well, well. Or how about past tense? <laughs> he did, okay. Hey, well, he worked two days, and then they moved him back in a, a place called Padlocker where they stack boxes. Yeah. And... uh I guess one dude took uh, uh, a friend of uh, not really a friend of ours, an acquaintance of ours, Mister Player Click. Oh, working back there. That's where yeah. he works. I guess wouldn't show him anything, and then took a forty-five minute break. Come back and told him, "Honey, oh, you can take 15. And J Max said, "I ain't the fucking one." He was in the break room, just going the fuck off. And this is a break room where you get caught cussing or anything. People are at you out. You're gone. Right. So I'm like, J-Mac, I'm hollering across the break room. I run in there, I try to calm him down, but apparently it didn't work. Man. I mean, that's awesome, though. I mean, let me rephrase that. Uh, it sucks he lost a job. It's awesome that it had to do with Mr. Play and Click, because for just this podcast reason, right? right they're like, uh, Skitty's cousin is J-Mac, who we brought up on last week when Skinny was on here, his cousin who told me all the story, and that's who I was talking about. And we brought up Mr. Play and Click, and then you work with both of them for a brief moment and then all this shit happens so that's well because he was enjoying his packing and then they they that's what they do they just someone don't calls in and they just move someone back there don't know what's going on they should put someone that's been there a little longer you right know? i mean he worked one machine knew what one lettering was on boxes you know i don't blame him right you go back there motherfuckers don't show you anything just be a, try to try to try to punk you like you're a hood right like they're from the hood when you know he's not yeah uh and some bullshit, bullshit for sure. I mean, so. I texted him ten times. If he had to come back that night, I could have, we could have saved his job because I talked to the group lead, right? Told her what was going on. I said, "Well, now what I understand now, he was irate. I could barely understand him. Right. J Max hard to understand anyway. Yeah, but he was irate. I could barely understand him. I told her what was going on. She's like, "Well, tell him to come back." And he fucking wasn't answering. He called me the next day at five o'clock. Hey man, they wouldn't take that as a vacation day. <laughs> i'm like man you should have answered my fucking text last night dude right man yeah that's crazy drama for sure um all right real quick before i forget patreon.com slash podcast with mo uh you can go there give us money get early access to the podcast um you don't have to give us money you know just if like you have some disposable income and you enjoy the podcast and want to support it uh, i would really help buy some new equipment and um we got to shout out you my mother hurricane haynes 
marshal the Dharma Initiative Bear, and I think that's it at the moment. And also, we have a new thing that I'm glad you've gotten to use a little bit. I know I bring it up on Wednesday's episode briefly because I've already recorded that, and it's time travel shit, but uh, we got a Discord. So a lot of people don't understand what Discord is, and I've always heard of it on other podcasts, and it used to be thought of as a gaming chat room. It's like a way for you to have a chat room for when you game right? or whatever. Uh, uh, Petrovita, who has been on the music podcast, so friend of the podcast there, he invited me to his to help me look for people for the music podcast, right? Speaking and th- of that, I really like that song, too. Uh, which he, one? The one y'all, last one y'all played by him. The last one I listened to was... Oh, yeah, I don't remember the name of that. Episode 9, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It's on our Spotify playlist as well, so everyone go check that out. Um, so anyway, Petrovita invited me, and... A lot of people have hit me up, you know, with songs, which is awesome. But in that, I was like, oh, this would be cool with the podcast, you know, of just groups of people like I know. I mean, no offense to them. I just don't know. I mean, it's very international, that one, and I don't know all these people. And I was like, oh, I bet you would enjoy it. And Rusty, right. I invited really early because I know Rusty likes to talk about some stuff. Um, and so I invited all the co-hosts. I invited everyone that I could think of that's a fan of the podcast that I know listens. So if you're listening to this and you would like to be a part of our Discord uh, just reach out to me and do it through the email that we always play, you know, a podcast email at gmail.com or hit me up on social medias and I will send you a link to it as long as you're cool and not a cop. And I mean, you can be like a friend of mine that's a cop, but not like a poser. No shit. You know, don't I mean? need no snitches up in this bitch. So, um, anyway, I feel like that was just really a bean dig at cops. I'm not trying to be too hateful, but I thought it was a funny joke. Look, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that plays. Um, anyway, our discord, uh, again, people don't know what it is. It's like a chat room slash uh, forum. It's like a combination of those two, right? It's like chat rooms, but you make separate pages to talk about it. So I have like one for video game talk and one for top five ideas and one for co-hosting. So if you're someone that would be interested in calling in on this podcast and co-hosting, honestly, we're going to have to be pretty cool. Like I'm probably going to be hard for me to have like a complete stranger call and be on this podcast, right? Because I have people like that. They're like a rapper and they're like, well, hey, how about I'll just call in? And I'm like, I don't even fucking know you. Like, Ed, I know to some people that's fine, but I'm fucking, I'm just a shy person. So I could at least get to know you through fucking memes you share or whatever the fuck through the Discord. That's going to be your quickest way you gotta to get on this. got to see who you are first. Right. Like, uh, the, the two artists I've had so far, I've talked to extensively through emails and instant messaging. So I was familiar enough with them. Uh, so anyway, our Discord, I think, will be a good bridge there to help get some co-hosts on and also uh if artists want to share their music early like again you love brad Sorex's new song that he played last week bad trip man i fucking love it right so you're a huge fan of that so if he makes another song he could like give you an early link you know hey you want to check this out and i just added him on facebook as well right so uh if some artists want to join it i don't know if y'all listen to this shit or not or if y'all just listen to music ones but uh discord i think is going to be cool i have high hopes at the moment um, and you can help us come up with topic ideas. You know, if you're like, I want to hear what y'all have to say about this thing, y'all could post it. And if it's something that's halfway interesting that I remember when I'm recording, we'll do it. Like, I actually posted anyone have any things to talk about right now as we're going live. And all I got was a topic about topics. And now we have uh, Rusty and Brad uh, talking about Switch and Nintendo's, Nintendo Switches. <laughs> so, uh, I don't have one yet, so I don't really want to get into it all. But anyway, I've got to get that out. I think that was uh, – it'll be fun. So let's see. Um, how much of a fuck do you give about Avengers? 
I like watching them, but I'm not going to go to early release or go to the movies or anything like that. Right. See, I have a, I kind of quit caring in the first Avengers movie came out. I just didn't like it, and everyone else loved it. And then I just kind of quit watching them. So now I'm, like, so out of it that I just think it's crazy how into it people are. But then again, like, I really like Game of Thrones, and I don't want to be that guy that's, like, shitting on your dreams because I don't like it. But it is interesting to see it from that view. I've enjoyed them. I can't tell you the story that's linking all of them together. (laughs) I mean, they're decent action movies. I just don't... You're right. The story to me is all fucking... I just don't care. I don't think it's that good, right? Personally. And I just remember the first Avengers came out, and I thought it was like, all right, they're connecting it all up. It's going to be awesome. And then it was all big, like, jack-off fest for fans to see superheroes fight together. Like, there was no coherent story at all. It was just all explosions and, like, a fucking Michael Bay movie. So I was like, I don't don't like that. Anyway... That's if anyone's curious. That's where I'm at on See, Avengers. I was a huge Batman fan as a kid, and now there's fucking 19 Batman movies. This looks like too much, right? I remember going to the movies when I was four to see the one with Penguin. You know, when Danny DeVito was Penguin, right. and I got scared, and I told my mom like, "We got to get the fuck out of here," and so we had to leave in the middle of it. And then I remember liking that one. Like, I got all the toys for it, and then for whatever reason, after that. I even kind of liked, I guess, Mr. Freeze and the Riddler movies, the ones with George Clooney, because they were cartoony and fun, and I was a kid. But the Batman Begin one, I thought was really boring. I know everyone loves them. Is that the 2000 one or the three and a half hour long one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that that ruined Batman for me. See, and honestly, it's critically acclaimed, so I know I'm in, we're like totally in the minority here. Like, everyone loves that, and then the Dark Knight, and then the Dark Knight Returns or whatever. And the Dark Knight's good because Heath Ledger's pretty good as the Joker. I that's, did, I that's didn't it. even watch them. Um, but I just think all those are boring. And then I remember when Iron Man came out, I was like, yes, finally, they're doing fun fun superhero movies Another again. rich man with toys. I mean, it's the same thing as Batman. Kinda. But he's cooler because he's a drunk and he don't have right. this fucking moral thing. Oh, he's funny and, as fuck. And he's funny. Right. They t- It's just he's a cooler Batman. And... I was like, all right, I'm all on board of this. And then I was all on board until Avengers, and I was like, ah, I don't think this is for me. And then I'm glad it's happened. I'm glad it's getting over. This is like the end of yeah. some phase. Yeah, Batman was like a rich prick. Yeah, kinda. that's how I feel about it. And all he has to me is just being rich, where Iron Man's smart. Like, he can make this shit. Right. Batman has to pay a whole fucking company of people to make his shit. So Iron Man does both. Right, but he made his original right. one, you know. Right. So you feel like you have you have some hey, more man, respect. They for had him. the perfect actor for Iron Man. I'll be yeah. an Iron Man fan until I die. Now, yeah, I mean, he he was perfect. There is no no doubt about it. Uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, because I mentioned that briefly, uh, right now where we're at, we're two episodes in the season. I don't want to give any spoilers. I just want to say, ain't fucking shit happen. And I think whenever you only have six episodes in a season. And I get that all the ones from here on out are going to be really long, but it was two hours of fucking nothing. I think the second episode was actually better at leading up. You know what's probably f- going to happen in the third, or at least starting. Right. Well, the, so rumors are goddamn third- 100 yards away if they take another hour and a half to meet. Something's so wrong. fucking stupid. So, according to whatever, all the rumors, episode three is going to be the largest battle ever, ever put on film. Movie, TV, anything bigger than Helm's Deep and Lord of the Rings or whatever is the largest currently. So it's probably going to be fucking epic. Or it's going to be like the biggest and longest. And I'm sure it's going to be an hour and a half of fucking fighting or some shit, right? It's going to be crazy. But I still hold that wasting two hours out of what will probably end up being 
eight hours, you know, total of runtime on just what they've shown is like a big waste of two hours. Yeah, the second hour is better than the first. The first was god awful. Right now, everyone, I'll give you a my actually my biggest complaint so far has been they're sliding in too many jokes. So the something I enjoyed about the early seasons in the books, you know, again I've read the books, so I'm kind of biased on that. Is are the jokes were natural in the dialogue, right? Like Tyrion was going to say something witty, and you had to pay attention, and you're like, "Oh shit, that was good." But now it's like Tormund fucking makes a raunchy comment, and then Office looks to the camera like, "Oh, right." There's a, and I'm like, "This isn't fucking. This is so out of style that I just it it gets under my skin." Now I get most fans probably think, "Ha ha, that's great, that's hilarious, he's so funny." But to me, it's just it doesn't feel like the same show at all, and. I don't, it's like a Marvel movie where they have like little one-liners. Or See, whatever. I understand the actress that plays Arya is like 22, but we all look at Arya as like a 12-year-old. See, and a lot of people got mad. Show, well, I wasn't mad. It's just I was shocked at, because in my mind, she's still like 12. Right. I know she's older, but for them to even show that young of a, a role. Right. I, mean, I don't know if she's 22, but she is. She might be. I don't fucking I haven't looked up her age. I thought she was like 20 or something, but either uh, way. Um I thought it was awesome the way it was handled. Like, I I was actually shocked that people were against it whenever after I watched the episode. I was just thinking about how the rest of America would think. It just seemed like they would be. Well, also, like, in England, I want to say they start continuity at 16 or something, maybe. I don't know. I feel like their laws are slightly different there. Or maybe they just are more open with, like, toplessness. But... I remember thinking, like, that's perfect for Arya in the sense of, like, I think she would take control like that. Like, it just makes sense for her. And Game of Thrones... You gotta think, after the the whole faceless man, she's grown up quite a bit. Right. Well, one thing Game of Thrones have always done, I thought, is it's very much female empowerment. Like, the leaders are like Daenerys and Cersei. I mean, they don't shy away from strong women doing good things. You know, not all women are strong, and not all women succeed but like the ones that seem you know they have a th- a thing that they do in the in the book and show so it just made sense the way it all worked and the way gingery was all kind of like oh i don't know and that's cool if they go together because that's the last living baratheon that we know of uh at least in the show uh so i just think all oh, that's cool uh, I-, I liked all that now i do think it's weird she's been back all this time and she knows how to change her face or whatever and she hasn't done it, at least that we've seen, besides to kill the phrase. And then... It will be to get away. No one cares that she killed fucking all these people, but as soon as she shows her tits on screen, people are like, oh. So it I also think really that's show weird. it, did it? I think it was just like a side tit. I think side it's on a, a side ass cheek. You know, I don't think it showed any tits, did it? I thought that... Maybe underboob. Right. Like showed some, a little underboob. Underboob. Um, so anyway, I thought it was weird everyone got... That was weird out by... But then again... That's just America these days. Um, what else? Oh, did you see where there was a herpes outbreak at Coachella? No, I didn't. I just think it's like a funny natural selection sort of thing. <laughs> like, it just makes sense. I don't know. But anyway, so a lot of people are getting herpes from Coachella. It's a big fucking deal. Um, I don't think you can cure herpes. I don't really know enough or a lot about it. But from what I understand... I don't think you can. But I do remember telling everyone there's some fucking code they put of numbers in their dating profile, so everyone should go look that shit up that are on the else tenders. You better <clears throat> keep swapping. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got any anything that you need to bring up from this week? Oh, I found out uh, last night they called me in the office and said, 
I really need you longer, but we're just going to let you go to first shift. So next week will be your last week on third shift. Oh, sweet. So we'll be moving the day shift. And I also had an interview with one of my previous jobs. Oh, sweet. So there's a possibility I could go back there. Hell yeah. I went from no rehire to having an interview in a day and a half. That's awesome. So I hope it's what I'm thinking. Oh, we'll figure it out eventually. Uh, yeah. I don't even know you're on the podcast. Uh, I don't want to jinx myself. Right. I feel you. I think the interview went decent. Just whether they want to take me back from walking out or not. You know. Right. Well, fingers crossed for you, man. Uh, so everyone out in our podcast community, thoughts and prayers of Snappy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and see, we'll see what that does for us. Um, that reminds me. Eventually, I'm going to get Rusty on here. He'll probably be a calling guest. Maybe next week or sometime. Uh, he's gonna talk about some video games. My idea right now is for him to just go all in on Final Fantasy because that's the thing he loves more than anything else. Uh, that I mean, besides like his family and shit, you know, all the all the important stuff. So that's my goal. I'm just gonna call it out now to put pressure on him for us to figure it out for next week. Uh, Surely he could squeeze an hour out, right? And normally it's like thirty minutes or something because when people call in, you, I get weird. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what the fuck else to talk about, but. Rusty and I, we used to talk all the time on the phone, haven't in a long time, but when we do even now, or like the last time we did, it's still like an hour, because we'll start talking about random shit. Um, so, well, I think it would probably go well, because that's basically what it is, talking on the phone when people call in the podcast, or at least the way I do it. Do you remember Honeysuckles? Yeah. I noticed, well, I mentioned about a week ago to my wife, it's weird I've never seen any in Ada. But then I happened to see some at the park in this one little area the other day. So I was like, all right, I'm, I can't make that statement now. But honeysuckles, I'm sure they exist everywhere. No, I'm sure they don't. That's not how plants work. Um, so for anyone to know, they're like these flower vine things. But you can rip the flowers off and then you pick out the bottom green thing and slide it out and put your tongue there. And you'll get like a little drop of fucking shit that tastes like honey. But it's not honey. It's like sugar water yeah. in a plant. We always did that as kids. There's just weeds everywhere, I guess. Weeds, plants. <laughs> right. And we just did it. <laughs> Everyone kept building, damn it. Right. I just, I was just saying, tell my wife the other day, my wife goes, oh, yeah, we had uh, the pink ones. And I See? go, what? There are pink ones? She goes, oh, yeah, Norman, where we were at, there are all these pink ones. I always had ones. the red ones. Oh, that's what she meant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ours were always white uh, in Warica. So like they had the red with the white center. Uh, see, I mean, there we looked it up. There are white slash yellow ones, and then there are this pink red ones. Because me and my wife talked about this the other day. Uh, so I guess just in Warica, there were just more of the white ones from where I was at. But I remember, but apparently the pink ones or red ones are sweeter. Huh? Did you ever try to smoke grapevine? No. Never yeah, tried we, to smoke it. Never. We always thought it was cool, you know. Right. I have a friend. Uh, maybe I don't. He said he was going to listen to this podcast a long time ago. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Um, he's one of the funniest people I have I know from my childhood named Christopher. Uh, so if you're out there, man, listening, uh, I always mention Carly. It's her brother. She might listen because she likes our podcast page. Um, he'll be a good call in someday. But I, when we were little kids, like six or seven years old, he tried to make his own cigarette out of a tea bag. Oh, hell. So he opened up a tea bag. And then he put it in like printer paper, rolled it like a joint. He had a quote unquote filter that was like other paper rolled up. Again, we're like seven. All right. And I'm just watching him like, well, fuck, all right. He's got, he's doing something. So we go outside and he starts to smoke it. Now, at this time, I'm like, I hate cigarettes. My mom hadn't quit smoking yet. And so I hate them. I was never would do it, but I watched him smoke this uh, tea bag. And then his mom caught us 
and was like, that's why you're so short, because you won't stop smoking. And it was oh, so hell. funny. I'll remember it forever. Motherfucker and, had to have it already. And I don't even know if he smoked, cig- smoked cigarettes as an adult, but like there as a kid, he just was trying to be fucking crazy. And his mom would tell stories of how he tried to smell catnip and shit. So I think it was, a, I, I want to have him on someday to see Man, if this is all true. Man, was he part pit bull? They can't stay out of the cat shit. Uh, so anyway, it's, it's, it's great. Um, that's what that all reminded me of. I'm sure we have other stuff to talk about. So, honeysuckles, let me know out there. Uh, anyone else have fond memories? Now, I did see two kind of not really political stories, but kind of that I was going to bring up. One was I did see the largest welfare abuse case in like history has been going on in the state of Utah. I didn't get any other details besides that, but they've decided to drop it. And I know Rusty is from Utah, so maybe he knows about it. And I just think whenever you have people complaining about welfare, you know, abuse and stuff like like that's a huge political uh, poll for people. You know, they say they talk about that shit all the time. Like, that's the problem. And then for there, I guess, was some huge scandal that they're just not even going to go through with. Now, maybe they don't have evidence or something, but the way the article looked at first i was like oh this seems like a bunch of some bullshit you're gonna sweep it away like right it like happen. just something didn't exactly so um i think more people should be pissed about stuff like that and then i've seen a lot of uh you know i, I say all the time here i'm probably a little more liberal than conservative but i see a lot of liberals complaining this week because trump has changed his mind on vaccines and now he's like y'all guys need to get vaccinated the means you know because of the measles outbreak and then people want to keep quoting him. And I get it. On this, all the time, I'm like, I pull out all these old quotes of, well, you're a hypocrite. Because he's put this thing of, like, there's many cases. Babies go in fine. Get a vaccine. Boom. Autism. More studies should be done. He, like, posted that two years ago, right? And it's for him to now change his mind. But I'm like, hey, at least he's fucking right now. So why can't we just be like, yes. I we mean, all let's all agree like, with the president. We act like no one can change their mind. I know. I just don't. I thought that was the whole purpose. I agree. I agree. Now I understand people are all jaded and they're just like, well, they don't fucking mean it. It's just for political purposes. Like, yeah, but everyone thinks about every politician anyway. So why not just fucking support the times that they say the shit you agree with? Don't be like, huh, well, now you think that. Like, a lot of people are going to do that with Elizabeth Warren, right? She was against some Bernie Sanders shit four years ago that now she's like, well, I guess I can get behind that. And people are like, huh, weren't for it four years ago. And I'm like, well, if you're for it now, why aren't you just happy? I see that all the time, though. They're like, well, you said this in fucking 2006. Right, like, for instance, and I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan, but a lot of people would be like, well, Hillary Clinton up to 2014 still was against gay marriage, you know? And so why would you ever vote for her? And it's like... Well, if you're for gay marriage and she's now saying she's for gay marriage, what the fuck's the difference? Like, honestly, I don't know. Right, so. You want her over. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it is a thought I've been having a lot lately is it's so weird how people, you know, get like that or whatever. But um, anyway, I think we should let people be able to change their minds. Months and months ago, I called out this Mayor Pete Budegeg or however the fuck you pronounce his last name, right? Did I not? And I was like, yeah. dark horse cannon for president because he checks all these fucking boxes. And then sure enough, he's fucking on the news all the goddamn time now. And people are like, oh, his husband is his secret weapon. Oh, he's a drama teacher. He <laughs> can speak well. And I'm like, damn, I think, I don't know if he's going to. Apparently he said some bullshit caught on tape at some point in time that people are trying to hold against him. But who hasn't? Who hasn't? Also, Joe Biden's running. And, uh, I've seen it. 
I think he's probably the last hope for any sort of moderate Democratic Party that's like not super, super liberal and progressive. Uh, so if that's your thing, I think that's probably who you should vote for if you're voting Democrat. And there was one guy that said he was going to run against Trump in the Republican primaries. I don't remember what his name is right now. I didn't write it down. So that might be a thing. I'm sh- that's I don't, I don't think it's ever happened that someone else has one has taken over from the sitting president because the sitting president historically just has so many votes of just people going like, well, let's not change it yet. Like a lot of people just have that. They right. thought that about Obama, thought about, about George Bush. They just just how a lot of people think. Uh, so I don't think it's going to work necessarily, but we will. Everyone we'll see. wants term limits to keep electing each president for two. Right. <laughs> it's, it's very strange. Very strange for sure. Um, well, there's a. I think he says he's a libertarian, but he uh, posts all this random shit. And he was talking about if a Democrat wins 2020, they're going to come for all the guns. Well, he probably owns a gun store. He remembers when the gun sales are so high when Obama was president because they could preach that shit every week. Now that Trump's president, people aren't really buying guns because they don't get to preach that fear message, you know. Um, I still get way confused on why we care about AOC so much as a congresswoman. I keep seeing people just post memes. I'm like, she's one of fucking hundreds of congresspeople. I don't... She's been talking a lot on a lot of radio shows and like just getting super publicity. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Uh, but I, I'm just always like, that's not the memes I see. Well, I see would, a lot of things of her in. Well, this wasn't a meme. C-SPAN. I watched the interview and she was like, "You could just reach into a bag and grab anything out that Trump should be impeached for." And it's like, okay, what's your top three things? Um, you could choose any of them and like never really specifically right Wyatt, said anything. At least Wyatt on here, uh, whenever he brought it up, he was like had fucking the Amalable Act or whatever, you know, and he would say some real shit, and I'm like, oh, at least you got something. So you would think uh, someone in her position talking about it would have, have some things to say, but I haven't seen that, so I don't fucking it's know. Like a, it was like a teenager argument. They talk about so much thing is wrong. He's like, well, give me examples. And he's like, well, so much, and you're like, you're not describing anything. Oh, one thing I want to bring up, and then uh, let's see what time we got. And we can go fucking whenever. If you have more, we can totally talk about more. But the PlayStation 5 was teased, right? I'm sure the next Xbox will probably be announced here at E3, if I had to guess, which is in June. Um, but they talked about the PlayStation 5 a little bit. They didn't show it off or anything like that, but they did let it known that it will be backwards compatible, which makes me super happy because I own so many games on the PlayStation 4 digitally that I've this whole time I was like, God damn it, if they don't go over, I'm going to be so pissed. Um, but... They may have known it's all backwards compatible. So anything I have, it's going to carry over. I feel no pressure to finish any video games at the moment now where I'm like, well, I'll just play them any other time. I'll probably have them forever because this at least sets up the idea. They should at least backwards compatible as much as they charge for shit. I agree. I agree. Um, Now, it does leave questions for like what happens to the game that's scheduled to release the month before the PS5. Were they going to hold it and now say it's down to a PlayStation 5 only game even though it... Could have played on PlayStation 4. They released on PlayStation 4 to get extra sales, but it makes it looks like why buy the new system, you know? So I think if I was the uh, a marketing guy, I would wait for the five. Yeah, I would too. You would make more money that way. I actually don't think you would. I think you would lose money. What do you think? Well, because there's so many more so, PlayStation 4. There's 90 so million more, of them out so there. More people would buy the five just to get that if they're a big fan of that game. Well, that's that's why Sony would want to do it for their right. console. But if you're like EA or the other company that could sell it, you might be like, 
well, fuck that. We want to sell it to the 90 million people that have your PlayStation 4. That's true, too. So, yeah, it, it's a balancing. That's, how, that's why it's like backwards compatible is awesome, but it's it does, they're taking a hit for doing it. So, But it makes me happy so that I can play shit, um, you know, in the future here. Like, I kind of want to go back and play other games I've already played, and I have all these other new games I need to try. But I mentioned with Koopy on the end of this that I have beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey, so... Highly recommend it. I think you would. You again, haven't beat would, it or did I beat it? I did beat it. I didn't platinum it, decided against it, but beat it. Finally. So now I got to figure out which game I'm playing next. Uh, you got anything else that you bring up? Spider-Man in? game, dude. You didn't talk about that one very long after you waited and waited and waited to get it. I didn't like it that much. I talked about it on an episode. It was at that one that was like a system, like the buttons were like X, A, Y, B. Or- right. It's very. It was very uh, generic combat. But even the game, the story was okay, but the game I didn't think was... I mean, it was fun, but it was short and very simple. And I think it's made for like a 13-year-old also, not for like me. So it was a good, well-made game, but it wasn't my favorite. I would put it like my fifth favorite game last year, maybe. Maybe six. I mean, it's good, but it wasn't as good as like God of War. Or I wouldn't put it but of Red Dead. So, yeah. all right, I guess I have one more question I can get us a little more time with. What is your toilet paper preference? Do you have one? Is that a thing in your house? When I was in college, it was AngelSoft, but we have switched over to Charmin. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I've gone the whole game. My, I feel like as a kid, my mom just went with AngelSoft. I feel like that's what my mom did. No, my mom went cheaper than that. Yeah, I mean, she had, my mom had it before. So but- I, all right, here's my deal on AngelSoft. They leave these little... Toilet paper pellets. They they leave toilet paper behind. Char, Charmin seems to smear a little more, but it dingleberries, it, if you will. Dingleberries. That's yeah. what Angel Soft reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I told you that. I feel like I'm sure there was some before Angel Soft, but at one point in time, my mom went to Angel Soft, and I thought Quilted Northern was also a thing that we had when I was uh, younger. But then when I got to college, uh, I want to say that's I went. Same way, I kept it with Angel Soft or Quilted Northern. But since, like, lately in my life, we pretty much only go with Continental. I don't know why, but it seems to be the go-to, and I it's what I get every time. We switched over to Charmin at some point. We was Angel Soft, and then... Charmin's too soft, personally, for me. That's what I always thought, but it's been... I don't know, I like it better than Angel Soft now. Well, for sure, for sure. But I just think it's super soft. I, I like Continental. I tried Scott's. Because Michael Scott from The Office, paper company, and I was like, well, this, and it was cheap, and I was like, I'll try this. Very hard. Very hard, thin Man, uh, toilet I went paper. to my mom's last week for Easter, and I don't know what the fuck she used, but you could almost go to a workplace employment and get softer toilet paper. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, for instance, I go work at a school, and sometimes I'll go into one, and they have, like, the, the giant paper rolls, and it's like... There's no way this is toilet paper. Right. <laughs> like, it's like half wax paper, half toilet paper or something. You're like, this is weird. You never want that kind of shit when you're not at home. Right. I, I agree. <laughs> agree completely. Um, all right. So, Brad, so there's your video. Throw up some toilet paper ads on or some shit. We'll try to get paid from, uh, I say, Cottonelle. Uh, you say Charbon. So, those are two. So, you're like the bears that... Fucking wipe their ass on trees, and I've never heard of a Cottonelle ad, so. I don't think I've ever heard of Cottonelle ad. I don't know. They just look decent enough, and so. Anyway, I guess I recommend are, it. When I do watch TV, the commercials are weird these days. Well, 
me and my wife talk about this quite often. Of we think it all started with the Skittles. Right, so back in the day, the only weird commercials were Skittles commercials, and there was the one that still plays now, where the girls like, "Hey, you have Skittle pox," and then pokes one, and then grabs one. one and eats it. She's like, "Are these contagious?" And he's like, "No." I and then she has, so. and right, and that was like the one of the first weird ones. And then they also had uh, the berries and cream. I think that was Skittles or Starburst, one of the two. And it was like berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream, and everyone was like fucking loved it. It was like a weird fucking imp dude dancing, just saying that. And then everyone just started getting weirder. And then Geico just kept getting fucking weird. And they just tried it. They try to keep up this whole. But then they canceled the caveman ones. Well, that was just way ahead of its time. Man, those were funny as fuck. Right. Well, it kind of completely. Cause I, yeah, I shared some recently where it just predicted the PC culture we're in now. Right. Like perfectly. It's crazy how accurate it all was. Um, but anyway. Fucking weird commercials. Man, I always remember This Is Your Brain, This Is Your Brain on Drugs. Had a skillet and a frying pan with eggs. Yeah. I remember yeah. a lot of drug There was that one, and then there was uh, the one we'd always sing in school. I always saw it algebra. Plug it in, plug it in. You remember the little Glade plug-in? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally remember those. Everyone used to have that shit before fucking Cincy took I mean, over the world. I mean, because those algebra teachers always, well, you just plug it in, and I just couldn't help myself. Right, yeah. So there's a, a story at a local pizza place. I don't know if it got the news or anything, but uh, there's a new general manager hired, and uh, he was sleeping with the cook's 19-year-old daughter. Oh, shit. But he got just got married like six months ago or something. Well, apparently the cook told him to knock it off like two weeks ago. I guess he decided against it because he's a little old hippie old man, you know, right. like 60s. And... uh when he got back from the bank, he threw this little bomb thing in his face. Like, uh, he used to always do these little science tricks, like take some coffee creamer and some lemon. You could light it on fire. Right. It was basically like a homemade pepper spray that he mixed up, basically blinded him, and then took a stick and beat the hell out of him. Oh, shit. And then said he was going to go wait on the cops, but he hadn't been found yet. Damn. Well, I mean, 19's an adult, but... As someone who is married, I can't imagine cheating on my wife in six months. That's crazy. So you can't be on that guy's side either. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm kind of on the side of the guy what? with the daughter, right? Yeah. Okay. So other guy, yeah, which but, guys? Uh, he, he hadn't been found yet. Well, good for him. So that guy got fired, the general manager. Right. And, but and I'm the, assuming but, the other guy might what as up? well. The other guy, yeah, he had been fired for beating the shit out of his manager, but he, uh, he ain't been found. They're trying to get him for fucking all kinds of shit. Oh, hell yeah. Well, it's premeditated since he mixed that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a fun story. Maybe we'll get some more later if, if you can bring it up. And uh, you can also, again, check out our Discord and maybe ask snappy questions about it there if uh, if anyone has more questions. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Um all right, man. I think that's all I got. You got anything else? No, nah, just those few interesting stories this week. Yeah, those are Didn't pretty have good. No drive-bys or nothing. Fucking Curtis can't get in our Discord. All right, I got to help him out. But all right, peace, man. All right, peace. All right. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail dot com. Perfect.
What up? And we are joined by Koopy. Hello. Uh, who is my wife, in case I wasn't yeah. ever clear before? Uh, I think I'm normally fairly clear, but I know I do skim over a lot of stuff because I just assume everyone listens to every episode, but probably not the case. We've been together for a long time, like dating. We've yeah. been married. This is our, we're going coming on our second wedding anniversary this summer. Yep. The anniversary of cotton. Cotton. The fabric of our lives. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> we uh, need new sheets. Yeah, that'll be a cool. And bedding. We can get bedding. Let's do that. All right. New Decision bedding. Decision made. Live I know on the podcast. I know we've wanted a new quilt or something, so. Last year sucked because I was like, paper, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I found this perfect thing on Amazon but it was going to take like forever to ship and it wouldn't have made it in time. And how, how, what, how, what was your time frame? How far away was the anniversary when you were looking? I'm just curious. Really close. <laughs> Days? Like, no, like a month, <laughs> like a month away. And it was like a two month thing. And it was, they took a book and then they would carve it up to have like letters. Oh, yeah. And their display picture was A Hearts M. And I was like, oh, well, that would be good, right? And so you can still get that for me anytime true and then i went to go order it and because I, I was like well we'll see what happens and there is no way to like put a heart on it they just were like inner letters and i was like i bet dude. you just wrote heart or like put maybe it. but i didn't want to risk if it if you were on etsy you probably would have had um like a it wasn't a, etsy though. a message it was with else, but. the creator we well, can get this on etsy i like etsy so anyway, that's where i got your gift which was and it would not mean the same now because it's not the year of paper no, that's true. But you did get me a paperweight. Yeah, that was my. I got you the framed lyrics on paper. They were pa- printed out on paper. Correct. Of our wedding song. Of the poem from a ladies' man that Leon <laughs> Phelps says. I don't know that reference. Oh. I mean, I do know the ladies' right, man, right. but like, I don't know it well enough to be it's like, cool. oh. <laughs> See, uh, Rusty, who I'm going to have on a, this podcast someday. Sometimes I make jokes. I know he listens. Okay. Shout out to Rusty. (laughs) And we have a lot of random connections that it's hard for me to remember because, you know, he was around so much. But I remember us really loving a ladies' man. So that's why I mentioned I remember that movie came out, I guess, when I was in like the fifth grade, maybe. And there was around there, probably. There was this guy named Mitch Davis who was like really nice, popular kid at school. And he came as the ladies' man for Halloween one year. And I was like, that was like the first time I ever heard of it. And I was like, what is this? Like, Did he ask to buy you a fish sandwich? Uh, yeah, he like rode the bus and everything. He was, he was in like a suit and everything. That's awesome. It's um, like an orange ruffly suit, right? Isn't that what the ladies man wore? Yeah, Kinda something like, a like that. salmon color. I mean, I think he changed it up a little bit. As you but, would say, salmon. Uh, yeah, I say salmon and everyone thinks I'm crazy. All right, one thing I want to bring up to you before we get to book talk, because you always come here to talk about the books you read within the previous month except this time we're doing it like two days early because months are weird um but the one thing i want to bring up with you because you i mean i won't say you're like the perfect grammar person but you know a little bit about it by any means um the one thing i get really annoyed by it's because i listen to so many podcasts and very educated people do this i am under the impression that the word spelled o-u-r is pronounced like the time frame Yes. Of how long it goes from four to five o'clock. So an hour. <laughs> so I'd say hour. And I remember being taught as a kid, like, if you say R, 
You sound like a fucking redneck. Well, it's just a different word. Right. R is a different <laughs> word than our. But I hear people from all over the country, not just from in the South on podcasts, you know. And like I said, very people with college degrees that just say, and are this and are that. And it gets under my skin more than anything. And you know, I'm not very a big grammar person. I am surprised. Yeah. But that for one thing, for whatever reason, I'm like, it's not R. Because I just imagine them saying A-R-E, you know, that that word, A-R-E, instead of O-U-R. And it drives me nuts. I, I think that you should now realize that this is my scene and saw. Like, you mess those up. Right, but I think scene and saw are different because it has to do with other words. If there's a have or a has, I never remember which one. But this... It's not, <laughs> this isn't that complicated. This is literally how to pronounce a word. This would be like if you looked at a word and you just mispronounced it forever on everything. That's a little different, I think. Maybe when people read it, they per se it correctly. I hope. I don't know. I just, it, I don't know why it gets under my skin so much, but it does. It is, but I mean, I'm. I get annoyed with it all the time, but I have, I recognize it more often than I think most people do. And so I've had to come to terms with it. Like, I don't accept that people are just wrong with their grammar, but I can't get mad every time I see it because I would be mad all the time. Yeah. I don't know. So it's just... I, I can, like, one time I shared a meme, for example, that was a really funny meme, and I don't remember which word it was, there or your or something. Yeah. And in the meme, it wasn't used correctly. Yes, I recognize this, but it still was a funny meme. Right, so you're I not gonna go make it. your own. So I shared it. Right. Well, a friend, family member who is an English teacher, didn't like it, and she was like, "I would never share this as an English teacher. I can't believe you would." And so I was like, "Well, it's still funny." <laughs> Some of my favorite. So sometimes you just have to let things go. Memes are ones that are of math problems, and it's like, I bet you can't figure this out, and the correct answer isn't there. But like, only us. Th- select few people i guess then remember please excuse my dear aunt sally yeah you can figure those things out and everyone else he knows look it's obviously 15 it's like it's not 15 if it's times two at the end fucking idiot anyway <laughs> so <laughs> uh i get annoyed Nerds. by some bad stuff i'm gonna <laughs> i know i'm slowly losing it the only thing i have i keep with math so far is things on eighths and sixteenths and fourths and that whole thing because of music, right? Like I've, I'm always thinking in that like 16 right, bar yeah. things. But besides that, I don't really use math that much anymore. So I'm just going to let it all slip I away. I have used math more in my adult life than I ever thought I would. I know, but I don't know why. You got a calculator all the time. That's what the kids would say. Well, I have a unique position in my profession in which I have tutored in math and a subject that I am terrible in. So I've had to learn a lot from the kids and they've taught me a lot over the last like three years or so. Yeah, My math your skills regular have improved. Michelle Pfeiffer, isn't that who's in the movie where the you don't just teach the kids, the kids teach you. Is she the one that wears a leather jacket and goes to the hood and teaches the kids? Possibly. There are various versions of that movie and I haven't Freedom seen Riders, all. I guess, is the That's more the recent one. That's the one with Hillary Swank. Yeah. What's the I thought there was one and maybe it's on a Michelle. Anyway, it's, someone out there right. I know it's fucked. Very so. good with pop culture. Um All right, one more little thing I'm ranting for your books. I finally decide I'm done with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, at least for now. I, I mentioned last week I was gonna go for the platinum trophy, but once I beat the game and I looked at the trophies I had left, I was like, you know what? 
I don't think I'm going to do all that. It's a lot of work. I may go back later, possibly. It's always a chance. But at the moment, I'm done with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And uh, I will say it was probably my second favorite game from last oh, year. wow. I liked it quite a bit more than Red Dead Redemption. Uh, to me, Red Dead Redemption just got so boring by the end. It was a boring video game. That's weird, you know. And it was good, but it was boring. And at least Assassin's Creed Odyssey was fun the whole time. Um and I'm not necessarily going to compare those, but they're the two big open world games I've played near each other. So anyway, I don't think it was as good as God of War. Because God of War was amazing last year. But for games that came out last year, it would probably be my second favorite. So good purchase because you bought it for me. Yeah, I got you. That's all I can ever buy your video games. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they're great presents to get me. Uh, I tried- I'm glad that that one lasted so long. Like I felt like it was worth the value of the right. of the game. And I tried to start Bioshock because I bought this Bioshock collection. It has like three Bioshock games for like 10 bucks, And it's good. I just don't I don't care about shooters, you know. just don't care about shooting guns and stuff necessarily. That's just yeah. not my it's favorite game. It's what all the game. kids play, though. Right. But <laughs> even like Fortnite is like shooter popular games. and stuff. And some about the whole first-person shooter of – and the way Bioshock plays is you don't you can't zoom in. It's just like on the fly, fucking pull the button and shoot. And it's cool. There's just something about it that um, I don't know. That I'm like, I don't know if this is really for me. So I may quit that eventually and then just find a nice, slow-paced RPG game to play. Because the early reviews on the motorcycle zombie game I really wanted are it's not very good. Oh, bummer. But that'll mean it'll probably be on sale pretty quickly. True. And then I could try it out. So. Well, fingers crossed. Right. So anyway, that's my video game update. Uh, all right. So you're here to talk about uh, books. Books. Say it with more enthusiasm. Books with Coopy. <laughs> uh, and this week, and the reason I talk so much with you is because this month you don't have as much to talk about necessarily. Yeah, and we didn't even talk about Sex in the City, which oh. you have been watching for the first time. Yeah, I bring it up with Chris in two days from now because I'm a future oh, seer. Okay. Not not deeply, just barely. Um, but and maybe I didn't. I don't remember. We talked a lot off Mike too. Who knows? But yeah, Sex and the City um, isn't bad. I'm glad to hear that. I watched it. I have an older sister, six years older than me. She had them all on like VHS and then finally DVD. And so after she moved out and left all those behind, I binge watched them back before Netflix and HBO now. And so I was probably like a senior in high school, freshman year of college, something like that. And I really like the show a lot. And then I haven't watched it since. So it's been fun to go back and rewatch all of them. I've I like them a lot. Right. It's they're, been good. They're fun. They're fun shows. They're not there's not a lot of depth there. <laughs> yeah. I always get confused about the time frame because I think there's way too many mentions of We're on year three. And a couple year couple weeks later, and then a month later, and then in like every episode there's mention of that. And I'm like do y'all even try to keep track of what time it is? But I think we're nearing the end of year th- or starting year three. I realize it's no one cares about that part if you're watching it, but it seems to work. Um, but yeah, so Sex and City, mention that for you. Yeah, so one other thing to fill in for my lack of books. Right. <laughs> but I did, I mean, I've read, I'm on my fourth book, so I have read several books it's just the first three are all in a trilogy and i don't want to spoil book two and three so i'm only going to talk about book one which is called shadow and bone 
by Lee Bardugo. And I have read some of her books before. Um, last summer, I guess I talked about Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom, which are fabulous. Some of my most favorite books. Um, and that's a duology set. I don't know. I have to fact check this like 30 years after this Shadow and Bone trilogy takes place. So I read this world out of order, which is something I have a tendency to do for some reason. Um, You're just weird. But I went back and read these because um, there's going to be a Netflix show coming out. Or Netflix has adopted the rights to the Grisha-verse, which is the world of these books. And they're combining the two sets into a show. And so uh, here's a little bit. This is a blurb um, about the the description of the book it says surrounded by enemies the once great nation of ravka has been torn in two by the shadow fold a swath of near impenetrable darkness crawling with monsters who feast on human flesh now its fate may rest on the shoulders of one lonely refugee alina starkov has never been good at anything but when her regiment is attacked on the fold and her best friend is brutally injured his name is mal Alina reveals a dormant power that saves his life, a power that could be the key to setting her war-ravaged country free. Wrenched from everything she knows, Alina is whisked away to the royal court to be trained as a member of the Grisha, the magical elite led by the mysterious Darkling. Yet nothing in this lavish world is what it seems. With darkness looming and the entire kingdom depending on her untamed power, Alina will have to confront the secrets of the Grisha and the secrets of her heart. Shadow and Bone is the first installment in Lee Bardugo's Grisha trilogy. And so the second book is called Siege and Storm. And then the final book is Ruin and Rising. Cool names. Yeah. And they're very, very popular in the YA fantasy category. Right. And like I said, there's going to be like a whole Netflix I mean, do phenomenon. you think the Netflix show will be good? I'm really disappointed that they're going to try to combine the two storylines because why would you do that if you can fill six seasons? Well, with Netflix that makes so many shows, like why not? Yeah, you know, just make more episodes, or just make yeah, like make like a six season series instead of a three. I don't know. And I, the characters are just so different, and the world are. I mean, it's the same world, but Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom is set on like this little separate little island that gets no attention at all in these books so it's like it's a whole different setting it's 30 years later it just feels so different i don't know how they'll possibly make it one seamless piece um but i'm looking forward to watching it and eventually i plan on rereading those books and i think i'll have a whole new insight into those now that i know like the lore of it because there's tons of references that i didn't get in the first reading of the crooked kingdom in Whatever. So eventually I'll be rereading those. But if you don't read these books, check out the show because they're going to probably be pretty cool. And you'll probably like them more than I will because <laughs> I've read the books. Yeah. You hate anything you've read a book for. Me too, though. Yeah. But it's still fun to, you, I mean, like you intentionally went to see Ender's Game just to rip it apart. I mean, well, not Ender's are, Game. I'm sorry. Ready Player One. Right. And it wasn't to rip it apart. It was just like, I. but I knew the moment it was announced, like, well, they're never going to pull it off. And it was like, well, it's Steven Spielberg. So maybe they can get the rights to every 80s pop culture thing. And then the things people hated on the movie for of like, 
Well, it's kind of stupid that they don't even acknowledge the 20 years it's happened in pop culture. I'm like, that's not the problem. The problem is they didn't fucking <laughs> keep it real to the book. <laughs> they all look like fucking space people. Anyway, I don't like it. Sorry don't I brought me, it up. Don't get me started. <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, that was Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo, and she's cool. Check her out. I like her a lot. So I, those are the first three books. Yes. And then this uh, fourth book that I am currently reading is called Crown of Feathers by who? Nikki Powell Pret Perito. Sorry, I know I said that wrong. Nothing um, is right. It's called Crown of Feathers, and it, the book cover has a beautiful phoenix with a girl riding on it. So it is a um, another fantasy story. And this was my Owl Crate book um, that came out, I think, like in February, but I didn't read it. So I've had this one on my shelf for a while, and I've heard really good things about it. And it has multiple storylines, multiple perspectives. Right. Um, and it, it, here is, it says, I had a sister once in a world ruled by fierce warrior queens. A grand empire was built upon the backs of phoenix riders legendary heroes who soared through the sky on wings of fire until a war between two sisters ripped it all apart 16 years later veronica is a war orphan who dreams of becoming a phoenix rider from the stories of old after a shocking betrayal from her controlling sister veronica strikes out alone to find the riders even if that means disguising herself as a boy to join their ranks so that's a popular trope we see sometimes so we've got a girl in disguise here uh, just as Veronica finally feels she belongs, her sister turns up and reveals, and this is right where I am in the book, right. reveals a tangled web of lies between them that will change everything. And meanwhile, the new empire has learned of the writer's return and intends to destroy them once and for all. Dun, dun, so I'm dun. about to figure out just how this story ends. And um, it's been a good book. I'll probably get it, maybe give it... Um, Four out of five. I don't know. I'm a generous raider, I think. Right. Um, I really do like it, but the Phoenix is cool. It's just, it's not a character we see a lot. Dragons are really popular right now, so I like the change right. of myth mystical creature here. Reminds me of Monster Rancher. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun game. Yeah. I used to play way too much. <laughs> but I like this one a lot, and um, I'm glad I finally picked it up. And so that will be my last book of April. And you mentioned something called Owl Crate. And again, most of you will probably have, don't remember the last time you brought that up. But what is Owl Crate? Owl Crate is a monthly book box subscription. Um, and it's geared towards YA, which is young adult readers. And young adult is kind of like a misleading term. It ranges in anything from like 13 to 30? I don't know. Right. Um, it's kind of young adult, though. Yeah. Relatively speaking. I guess. Most, I mean, I don't know. So, uh, but anyway, it has, you get a book and then like five or six bookish items that come with it that are all on theme and have um, a lot of references to other book fandoms, but the initial inspiration is comes from Harry Potter. You know how the owls right. deliver mail, and so this is like a little crate. And every once in a while, you get a Harry Potter item, and you get yeah. all excited. Yeah, Harry Potter is definitely um, huge for everybody. I know some people get tired of it, but I can never have too much Harry Potter stuff. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I really want to go to 
Hogwarts in England. Like that's like a, on the top of my bucket list. Well, I don't want to just go to Florida or California. I want to go to England where they really have British accents. Fucking fake ass British accents. It's not fake anymore. <laughs> but anyway. So I have this. I've heard. I've read this. And I'm going to share with everyone in the world that back in like Shakespeare's day, English people didn't have their English accents and they spoke basically like New England or in America speak English. But then after America was founded, it was thought of that. Well, that was like how uneducated people speak. So they all started getting accents. It was in the Victorian era when grammar became a true concept. So you're not entirely wrong, but I don't think the accent necessarily is fake. I think you just mean people used to sound more uh, low brow. There's like, they sounded like more common people. I'm from London. And now they sound more proper is where I think, I think you're just getting off on the, the grammatical portion of it. I mean, they're cool. I'm sure I have someone that listens from England from time to time in this podcast because we're so global. And they have a lot here. of different accents in England, too. They, they do. And they do a really good American accents. And Americans do pretty shitty English accents, <laughs> if you heard the way I said London earlier. We often mix it with Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started there. Kurt Dish tried to do Australian one episode, and it was horrible. Uh I don't know if my accent of Australian was good. Sean Marisha said he enjoyed it. I but just not always that it was say, good. throw another shrimp on the Bobby. Yeah, and we don't even know what a Bobby is. The no. barbecue. Come on, uh, mate. Get it together. You want me to leave that or cut it? <laughs> Whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I knew if you drank wine, it would help. This is called Big House Wine Girl. Yeah, and it's a Pino Grigio, 2017, made in California. Your heart often knows things before your mind does. Very Polly thin legs Dan. on the wine when you uh, see if it runs. Means remember that. That's not, it's not very sweet. It's a very uh, dry wine. I only remember all those words when we went to the winery in Branson, Missouri. And somehow all the wine there tasted amazing. We bought some and I hated it. It's because you only had like an itty bitty taste. <laughs> yeah, they they trick you. No, the real sugary one was pretty good. But anyway. You like a Moscato. I guess so. It's a sweet dessert wine. Dessert sounds great. Go eat some <laughs> cookies right now. All right. Uh, anything else where we got here that you've been holding in? Uh, not How much. much do you hate the podcast? It's very inconvenient in your life. Well, it's just... The house isn't always clean because you may we start work. using the side door and then locking people. I mean, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> I'll put a sign up open for business sort of thing. We do have all these external doors for a reason. <laughs> Not really for a reason, but we could. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, I don't hate the podcast. I love the podcast. I just sometimes feel like our house isn't ready for company and company is coming anyway. And then you have people like. <laughs> Curtis showing up 30 minutes early and hanging out. Anyway. It's cool. We had plenty of spaghetti, but he didn't want any. He could have at least had a plate. Oh, Joe, we still have a bunch in the fridge. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get off here. Bye. Peace.